This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 229, recorded on September 3rd, 2015. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, all three engines up and burning, 2, 1, 0, and liftoff, the final liftoff of the class. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And, of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can always contact me via email. Just send those to Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can uh, track me down on Twitter at jcollison. Or now reach us on the new talk.to. So if you go out to theaverageguy.tv, look in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a red tab down there. And if I'm live, if I'm sitting at my desk, it'll say chat with Jim now. And you can click on that, and it'll start a live conversation with me behind the scenes. It'll ring me first, so it'll take me a second to find you and join you. But uh, that's one-on-one chat communication. We're going to do that for a while instead of the phone. So if you want to submit your questions to me, just like someone's doing right now. So I appreciate you doing that. And uh, we'll join in the chat. But if you want to do that uh, during the show or if you'd like to do that when I'm offline, submit questions, you can do that. And again, that's talk, T-A-W-K dot T-O. The Average Guy TV's platform, both web and media hosting, is powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and trust. You know that's Christian. And uh, for more information, you can visit Maple Grove Partners. That's just Maple Grove Partners, all one word, dot com. And, of course, Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. You can find the links to this show and many other great podcasts, including Mike's Open Night, Mike Night, which we did get your logo replaced out there, Mike. So I saw that. It's looking good out at thegeeksnetwork.com. All right, we got a great show for you. I want to warn you, the next couple of weeks are going to be fairly sporadic. I am on and on again and off again as we are working. I have some conferences. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be some traveling. The Microsoft MVP conference is coming up, and so Thursday night's going to be a little on again, off again. I'm doing some interviews next Thursday and Friday at the Heartland Developer Conference here in Omaha. Those will find their way into the feed, so if I'm not here on Thursday, and I've shut off the automatic um, a tweet, so just I'm going to leave it off for the fall because it's just not consistent, but shut that off. We'll be on again, off again. I'll do my best to keep a schedule up for you, but a little more off than on, but if you listen to the live feed, you will be fine, and then a reminder that we've rebooted Home Tech Tips, and there's a lot of good stuff going on in there, including I pulled a snippet out. We released this last night of a snippet that Mike did, Mike Weger did for uh, Home Networking, and we released that through Home Tech Tips. So if you haven't got those yet, uh, head out there and subscribe. Home Tech Tips, they're back. They're back uh, in force. You want to get that uh, subscribed to on your device. Well, speaking of Mike Weger, Mike Weger's back only for the show. Then he's got to head out of the country Mike, welcome to home. Where, where are we at? Home Gadget Geeks. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah, last week I didn't know what to do with myself on Thursday. I told my wife, I'm like, hey, is there anything we should do on this Thursday that we uh, don't have anything? So it was kind of a weird not having that, but glad we're back in the saddle behind the mic. Yeah, no, good to have you back. And then uh, I haven't had Mike Howard on in a while, but we've been talking about this podcast oh, for at least two months. Uh, but Mike, uh, welcome back. Thanks, Jim. Great, great to be back. How are things over with JPEG Dura? Tuesday night, we kicked off our fall season, uh, show number 153. It's hard to believe we're that far along, 153, uh, over four years of doing it. And we kicked it off with a live demo of a software that is a competitor to Photoshop. So great way to kick off the fall. No, no, very cool. Yeah, it's good. To, good. It's always good as fall comes. It's kind of get 
things get refreshed and you get some, you know, you're back from the summer, although my falls are way busier than my summer, so, but you get, get kind of get back in the saddle. Tonight, we, uh, we want to talk about Philips Hue lighting. This is something we all have been using because we all have it with the Echo uh, in this case, and some of us have it in different capacities. Um, I think I have the least amount of hardware when we talk about that, um, when we talk about the lighting. But uh, Mike, I, Mike Weger, I want to throw it over to you. Let's talk about, since you got the Echo, you actually bought the lighting first, and then you bought the, the Echo. But talk about what you have. I'll talk about me, and then we're going to throw it over to Mike, and we're going to work through the products. Yeah, so the Amazon Echo was one of those items where you pre-ordered it and then you waited quite a long time before you actually got the Echo. So I pre-ordered my Echo and started to look around at, okay, how can I make this thing awesome? And obviously Hue lighting was the number one thing that I heard everyone talking about. So I ordered the lights and obviously those got there in two days. And so I had those about a month and a half before I got the Echo, which was kind of nice because I now have the experience of seeing how the Hue works without the Echo and now playing around with it with the Echo. So I bought six of the Lux lights on the cheaper end. They're about $20 a bulb. I think $70 uh, It was what I paid for a starter kit with three bulbs and the actual little bridge you need to plug into your router. Grab six of those. So the Lux kind only do white. There's no color. So they're either on or off. They're just like very normal bulbs, which was kind of nice. I've been playing around with those and I've kind of seen, okay, maybe in certain circumstances I could use a, uh, the full Philips Hue, the lighted ver or the full color version rather. Um, so I have six of those and now I use it with the echo and that is what I'm working with. Uh, and it, it's been awesome. I don't know if we want to get into details yet or kind of go around and see what well, everyone has. Real quick, let me ask you where you're using them. So kind of in, in the, by room by room, how have you installed them? So I have one, our, our dog's food dish that he eats out of, and he actually eats in the middle of the night for some reason. That's in our laundry room. So we have one in our laundry room. We have one in the dining room. And then we have actually two in each of the living room and the bedroom. Because both the living room and the bedroom, the light fixtures in there are, they actually can take up to three bulbs, but we only fill two of the spots. So we actually have two of them set to the same light fixture. It's kind of one that's on the ceiling. So we have uh, two in the... Two in the living, or no, sorry, two in the living room, two in the bedroom, and then one each in the dining room and the, and the laundry room. So we kind of like that because we have it in the bedroom where it's accessible, and with the Amazon Echo makes it really easy to turn off all the lights everywhere else, but leave certain ones on. Oh, I, I forgot. Actually, we have seven. I have one actually on my balcony as well. So outdoors on the balcony. I have Was that the there. same light? Did you have to buy a different light, or you're just running the same? Same light. It's in. It's one of those light fixtures that you know. It's kind of in a can kind of got the screwed little so it's got protection around it i thought i might have problems with moisture uh when it got really humid moisture getting in there and maybe affecting the phillips hubel but haven't had any problems yet and that is the only one i actually have on if this then that so the, the my balcony light turns on uh when the sun goes down and turns back off when the sun comes up in the morning so from an echo standpoint and you said you bought the three the three light starter kit that was so what that, I started with, yeah. And, and so, like ninety nine, probably is what you I paid. I was like seventy back when I bought it. I've got the the two the two light kit is up right now. In fact, I put that link. Oh, in the you know what? Room. It is a two light kit. Okay. It's All a right, two so light starter kit. Okay. And that's the one I bought too. We just okay. have two lights on. Uh, we did the the hall light and the living room light. Those are actually the two least accessible lights for us, and one of the few where a single bulb would actually do us any good. Uh, from that standpoint, a lot of our uh, kitchen fixtures are the mini lights, and so you right. know we're going to need to think about that when we move into the next house, uh, as far as that goes. But 
when you think about your echo, so you've got the outside one on if this and that, your inside ones are on the echo. How many different scenes, Mike's going to talk, Mike, uh, Mike Howard's going to talk about some scenes here in a little bit, but how many different scenes do you have, or did you use scenes, or did you just name the lights individually and, and then make maybe one all lights off? Well, okay, unless I have done this incorrectly, which I totally could have, I don't think the Echo can interact with the scenes, quote unquote, that you set up in the Hue app. Oh, you have okay. to use the you have to use the actual like in the Echo. They have I don't, I don't know if they're called groups or whatever they're called. I think called. they are groups. Yeah, I think, I think they're right. groups. So the Echo, you have to set up your own groups, which was kind of confusing because I had set up scenes when I first got these lights and then kind of had to switch gears. Uh, but really, I don't actually don't even use them because of the fact that my apartment is so small and each of those rooms is very individualized. I have off, which turns everything off. I have turned the main lights off, which is living room and dining room because those are right next to each other. And then all the rest of them, I can just, we just named them and I tell Echo to turn them off individually. So... I don't use too many scenes and I'll just tell her manually to dim the lights if we want to dim them. So I don't have scenes set in the sense of dimming them or anything like that. I just tell her, Hey, we're watching a movie. Let's dim it down to 10%. So. Okay. Let's hold the experience. Cause I want to ask you some echo experience questions yeah. as we get a little bit farther in my setting. I'm even simpler than you. So we just bought the starter kit, two lights, one bridge connected to the echo we have two groups, and I confuse groups and scenes there. So I hope the scenes are in the Hue app. That's both Android or iPhone. The groups are how the Echo sees them. We just have uh, really one group, so it's all on or all off, and then the other. Then we have them individually. So we have we have a, um, a front room light, and we have a uh, front door light. And so we tr you could turn those on and off individually or dim them appropriately. We did, well, we'll talk about experience here in a second, or turn them all off. And that's one of the nice things is we're heading up the stairs. The Echo is right there in the kitchen, and you can say, Alexa, turn all the lights off. And woof, they just all go down on you from that standpoint. I haven't hooked anything more to it. Mike Howard, you've gotten a little more aggressive, although Mike's got a lot of lights. Yeah, no, yeah. Mike has a lot of lights too. Yeah. You've gotten a little more aggressive about this. Talk about your setup. I have five of the Hues and two of the Luxes. And mine are two in the family room where the TV is, uh, one in the, the den, the front, the room in the front of the house, and then four in our bedroom. We have a ceiling fan in our bedroom, and the little remote control for the ceiling fan had – it broke where you couldn't hardly turn on the lights. And I could have just uh, you know replaced the ceiling fan. I tried to replace the, the remote, but that didn't work. So I said, you know what? Instead, I'm looking for where I can put more of these lights. So I went out and bought, uh, I think after talking to you, I bought two of the, the Hue and two of the Lux to put in the ceiling fan. So we have four of them in the ceiling fan in our bedroom. Uh, you know, the, 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 the advantage of the Lux is it's much cheaper, but I'm not sure I would do that again in this case because the mix, the mix of them, I'm having trouble getting the light quality to be the same coming out of all four. But what we do is I have a lot of alarms set. So my wife wakes up two hours before me. And she needs a little bit of a night light. So what I have is an alarm set that just one light pointing, you know, you think of the ceiling fan coming down with four lights. The one light that's pointed away from the bed comes on at, you know, let's say I'm going to give a percentage. It doesn't say percent, but let's say 20% blue. And that one's pointed away and gives her a little night light as she wakes up to go and do that. And it stays on like that. And then when I wake up, my phone alarm goes off. And at the same time, all four lights come on at like 40% at the same time. So they, you know, now we have light to get ready in the morning. And are you doing that with the app or are you doing I'm that doing, with the Echo? I'm doing that with the app. So all that's predefined. And then downstairs, so that the, the, the one light comes on from my wife, at, you know, like I said, when she wakes up. 
I know about what time she's going to get downstairs, so I have the one the, one of the ones downstairs come on, um, you know, a little bit before she's going to come, wake up and go downstairs, and then at one o'clock at night or whatever o'clock or whatever time at night, they all go off downstairs just automatically. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, and then I have a couple other things that that y'all don't have. Yeah, yet. keep going, keep going. I have for my wife. I have the Hue Tap, and this is a little device. You, I don't know how. Yeah, you no, that's perfect. Scale. Yeah, no, you're good. Small it is it has four buttons on it. It is no battery, no no power whatsoever. It's all I think it's kinetic energy, and you assign, you know, connects to your your little bridge, your Hue bridge, whatever that thing is, and you'll see it as one of your your devices, and then you assign a scene to each one of those little buttons. And the top button you probably can't see, but that is like the whole thing. And so I had this sitting on my wife's bedstand for the for the bedroom, and one scene is all off, and then the other three scenes are all on um, the the nightlight one, and then I think another one is like uh, you know a dimmed setting. So that's really great for her. If I press it, something will actually happen. But I can I can press the all off. You just press it down. Yeah, it's just a button. You just press yeah. it down. Now it's are the lights going off up there? Well, she's probably not. She probably doesn't have one. But if she did. They would be going off. Yes. And it's it is weird. You know. So we have this up in the bedroom on the second floor. And the the Wii bridge, I mean not the Wii bridge, but the the Hue bridge is downstairs on the first floor, so they're not they're not even close to each other, and it still works just fine. And it's interesting because no batteries. It's no batteries. Just, it's like a, it's like an old school switch in some way, but it it somehow has enough energy to transmit that to the right the Wi-Fi and make that kind of make all those things happen. So, you know, I have various scenes on my phone, but my wife is, is not wanting to turn lights on and off with the phone or change scenes or everything. So I may get another one of these for downstairs and hook and do different scenes down there. Now, that's a $60 I know. switch. It's not, it's not, not cheap, <laughs> but hey, the wife has really liked it. Yeah. yeah the yeah. other thing I got, and I'll see if I can turn it on. It's, it's right here by me because we haven't actually installed it yet. I have to go to the app. Give me some filler time. Here. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Should I start singing or you know? I have. There we go. Oh, you probably can't see the lights too much, can you? A little bit. Yeah. Strip lighting. Yep. Yep. Yeah, little LEDs maybe. on there, right? Yeah. So maybe it'd be better if I went to the the other app. But this is the strip lighting, and where I was thinking about using this, it still hasn't been hooked up. But it's you know it's got the little stickiness, little sticky stuff underneath. Uh, you can cut it to shrink it. If it's too long, it is six and a half feet long of light. Uh, then there's there's a probably just as much long length of just cord, so you can you know run it somewhere if you if you power outlet is further away from where you want to put it. I just turned on the disco app. <laughs> but I was thinking about putting this underneath the kitchen, the kitchen cabinets. Now this is actually Hue branded. It is. It's the Hue light strip. Okay. Okay. And it's it's you know I don't know if you can see the colors you might see them on my arm but it yeah. it is colored. Yep. No, I can see. Yeah, we can see it. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hold I'm on. Using, I should, I should um, put you in focus. One sec. There we go. I'm using the uh, the disco app. Yeah. So under counter or accent lights or down a stair or you know something like that where you want to hide those lights up underneath. Bookcase. Uh, Something right. like that. I don't right. know how much you would do the disco thing. And, uh, you know, first I was wondering, could this be a replacement for my kitchen fluorescent lights? I have one over the, the kitchen sink and one over one big one over the whole kitchen. And I really would like to replace those. But those, this is, doesn't put out enough light to replace like a 
fluorescent light. Right. It's and those are a, it's an accent. It's an accent yeah. light. Is that those, are, those are 90. Are yeah. you sure? For the, it looks like it. Uh, 89.95. Single. Like, right. Philip. Okay. Yeah. 25, okay. 99.82. I never said these were cheap things. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just want to set the expectations, right? I mean, we are still in the expensive days of lighting. Now, this lighting right. will last forever, right? I mean, it is super long, long lighting on this. And so I'm not trying to justify it, by the way. $20, Mike, for you and I, Mike Weger, $20 a bulb. Little, I mean, I, when fluorescence first came out and they were $7 a bulb, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, because we were so used to buying incandescent lights for, you know, 99 cents or whatever. Right. And, yeah. uh, $20 for me, that was that was the max. I was When I saw the Lux for 20 I was like, okay, maybe it's, a, it's approachable, so... Mike Howard, uh, Ken asks, is it dimmable or the strip? Is it dimmable? Yes, okay. the, the, it can do everything the hue can do. It can. It's one of your lights on, you know, on your scenes. You can schedule it to be on and off. You can change the color. All the colors that the hue can do, it can be dimmed. Uh, actually, underneath our cabinets, because I did like place it under there like a dry fitting where you, you don't actually connect it. And I didn't like it at 100%. 100% was too bright for accent lighting in this case. So I was wearing it maybe at like 30, 40%. Uh, and I, you know, for most of the time, I'm just going to want a white light. The one thing is, you know, you can't, you can't add on to it. You'd have to buy another one. So if you, like in my case, I have three distinct areas of, of underneath cabinet. So I would have to buy three of these if I wanted to do all three of them. Yeah, it's but it's permanent lighting. Let's let's be yeah. clear about this. When you put this in, it's going to be in for a while. I mean, most right. mo like if you think about your kitchen, most people remodel their kitchen every 15 years in, in you know probably on average. You're going to probably replace it 15 years from now or, or or so. It says 18 on the website. That's always best. You know, that's that's like the cars that get 75 miles to the gallon, right? Nobody right. actually believes that. But um, no, very cool. Yeah, there's some videos out there if you wanted to see how different people are using it. I've seen people use it in a bookcase. I had it in this bookcase back here. I was going to demo it from back there, but I don't think it would have came through the video here very well, and I wanted to show it up closer. But it's six and a half feet of actual light, and I don't at least you know close to that of you know cable to get you to wherever you need to go. It would it would crush me to cut that thing. Like <sighs> yeah, there are. You know, you, I don't know how well you can see it, but like where there, there's a little spots where it, you can cut it. it shows shows you a little scissor. At ninety dollars, <laughs> it would crush me to yeah. uh, to cut that. I'm just saying that would be a that'd be a tough. And tough speaking, of, I know either one of you guys have the the hue. You both have the Lux. Lux, yeah. Uh, what we the two that are in our family room that are both of them are hues. You know, when we're watching, a, when I'm watching, I, I think I'm the only one in the family does this. But when I'm watching a movie. Or watching TV, and it's at night and it's dark. Our little, the little lamp that we have next to me, when it's on, and it's a hue light. When it's on in a normal setting, you can see a reflection of the the light in the in the TV. So I have a on my phone. I have um, a widget. I have to get to it. A widget, you know, from the Hue app. You, I don't know if you guys installed the widgets. You may not be able to see it here. But one of the scenes is is Den Movie. And I just press that button, Den Movie, and those two lights go to about 30%, and they turn blue because I like blue. And and now I don't have any reflection on the TV. No, I think, and this is where on the app, so on the phone app, you get some great control with the scenes uh, where you can set that scene, you know, like, you, like you're saying, the scene from there. But it also has really nice, I'll show up there, it has really nice sliders 
So like yeah. right now you can see they're off, right? And then I can I could turn on the front door. I just turned on the front door light and turned it up. The other day the Echo was struggling to get them all off. Uh, it was it was stuck in some percentages, and Sarah was like, I don't know how to make Alexa get them all off. I'm telling her to turn them off, and they wouldn't go off fully. They were dimmed about 10%. Then that's I'm like, hold on. So I just grabbed my phone and manually brought them down this way. To, uh, so do you find yourself, Mike, uh, Howard, do you find yourself using the app very much? Yeah, you know, I, I use the, uh, the Kindle every now and then, but I use the app way more than that. And uh, if I can answer Mark's question, he's asking, you know, is it connectable? Is, can you take this and connect it to another one? No, I don't think you can. I, maybe if you knew how to do some soldering or something, Version but it's not. Two. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. Two. It's not made for that, and uh, he says they have a corners. No, there's no corners, and it's it's fairly flat, so it's not gonna you know it's gonna bunch up a little bit if you try and turn it. But it, you know it's so flat that you can hide if it has any lip underneath what you're hiding it, you should be able to hide it. For me, you, you showed your your lights there, and you know here's I have a number of them. I'm not sure Mike Weaver has you know a long list there too. One of the problems I have, and I'm on Android. I don't know if y'all have this on your iPhone. Is you, if you see that, you can see most of my lights are off. If I try and scroll down to change lights, I'm often turning lights on as I scroll up and down. I had that same exact problem, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish there was room somewhere. So I often have to scroll right at the edge yeah. to try not to turn lights on and off. That's a software design flaw, right? There should be a scroll area here that's not accessible by the light function. Right. So you, when you touch it, it, it um, you're not turning them on or off. That's now, you, Jim, you ought you to use... submit that. Do you use the notification widgets on the iPhone? I don't. Okay, no. so like what you can do is you can, so from the main screen, when you swipe that notification bar down, you see I have a row of scenes. And so just to have it really quick and accessible from anywhere without even unlocking my phone, you can just swipe that down. And so the equivalent of the widget on the Android phone, they do have it for iPhone. No, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. So that, that, that thing that Mike just showed like our widget here is is really helpful if you want quick access to just do a, a small number of yeah I don't have a hundred scenes only have a you know maybe a half dozen scenes but I can get to the main ones I want to do right there really easy. Well, because that was my one problem when I was using the app before I had the Echo was that pulling out your phone every time to turn on and off your lights anything to make that quicker was a nice yeah. little addition. And I think I'm gonna you know you mentioned connecting it to if this and that. Uh, Mike Weger, uh, right for your outside. Right. Um, do you have that one on? A, uh, so for if this and that, is that like on dusk? It comes on and then it goes off at a certain hour. Is that what you're, you're doing? Yeah, it was one of those built-in recipes for on sunrise, turn the lights on, or sorry, turn the lights off in my case, and on yeah. dusk, turn the lights on. So. Are you using Mike Howard? Are you using anything like that for yours? I am, uh, somewhat, but I have mine all set in alarms for when I want them to come on. The where I'm using if this and that is with my Fitbit. If I get an achievement, it turns all the lights on to it a celebration. <laughs> That's <laughs> apparently, awesome. Apparently, they cycle through all the colors, and I don't think they will ever stop. So we were away from the house one time whenever my I hit an achievement. Like I guess it was number of steps or whatever, and it was like 30, 40 minutes before we got back home, and they were still going. That's wow. great. Get home and everything's flashing. Going through and all the, the, the different colors. I had yeah. set mine up to do that. Like when I got an email, just to see how well it would work. And, and all the lights flash when I got an email. But I get so many, like hundreds of emails. Yeah. It was just constantly going off. So. And, of course, it's not instant because I think if this and that is like a 15-minute cycle or something like that, isn't it? 
yeah, it, it wasn't too too insane. But the one thing I was going to do is like I'm a huge Husker football fan, and if I had the hue, I'd probably have the lights blink like red or something when they scored a touchdown. I think that'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Mark uh, Mark had put in chat um, a the corner brackets for there's some uh, looks like um, what's this for 50-50 RGB these LED strips. Uh, Mike, I imagine that. Phillips will get more sophisticated with these strips where, you know, because I, I would think, to me, as a de, in a design, I would have designed one foot, so you would have had one that was the, you know, would have the connector in it, and it would be yeah. one foot long, and then it would have an adapter, and you could then buy one foot sections to match what you want, as well as, and to Mark's point, I mean, a corner bracket's important in lighting, especially if you're going to go up under shelf. So... I don't know, you know, from a strip standpoint, not as not as convenient maybe as in its first version, right? Yeah, Mark's right. And one thing, I, yeah, it's new to me. I don't know how long the Hue lights have been out, but I'm I'm a little spoiled in what we're seeing with uh, Alexa, with the Amazon Echo, where we're we're getting innovation on it on a constant basis. And I feel like the Hue has been somewhat stagnant since I bought it. I don't think I've had a, an app update. And there's a lot. There's the app is good. But there's a lot of improvements they could make, like the one we talked about scrolling, some of the other uh, setting the colors and that kind of stuff is is a little difficult sometimes. And what you can do online, you know, I wish you could do more stuff online with the the lighting. Because yeah, you can't it, you can't set a scene up online or do any of your alerts, or, I mean alarms or anything like that online either. You have to do yeah. it all through your phone. It's still not super complete, right? I mean, I think we've got some feature updates coming that or need to come with it. I'll remind you. If you do have the Echo, we have the Amazon Echo Know It Guide. So if you go out to knowitguy.com, and that's really the first section there. I've been keeping track of all the Amazon uh, change uh, emails. Every Friday we get an email with everything that's updated. And so you can either watch for your email or come out here to the, to the Know It Guide for the Echo. And I'll post those change logs every week as we go out there. And so you can see the new things that are being added to the Echo. That is nice, Mike, that they are making uh, solid updates to it. Um, new things are coming along those lines. Mike Weger, I want to ask you, let's talk a little bit about frustrations as we do this. So we've talked about how cool this stuff is, but it can be a little frustrating too. So what have you found is difficult uh, with between the Echo and your lights? Well, so like I said before, I had the before I had the Echo, the frustration was getting your phone out every time to turn on and off the lights. And then once I got the Echo, once it was a completely voice-activated thing, it was a lot better, but there are still some pain points, some things you have to learn how um, Alexa wants to hear you talk to her. So, for example, when I, I named all my lights. So my dining room light, my living room light. If I tell Alexa for some reason, if I say turn on the dining room light, she gets a little bit confused. I just have to say turn on dining room light because she's looking for turn on and then the name. And if you throw any extra words in there, she'll get confused. So sometimes you have to change up your natural way of speaking and maybe cut off some words or or really learn well, how add, she wants uh, to go with. Add the to the group, right? You could just add the to the group so she's... I guess I could do that. I never thought of that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just made my wife extremely happy, Jim. <laughs> Because it drives her nuts. She's always getting so mad at uh, Alexa. Because that is the natural way to say it. Turn off the living room lights or turn right. off the, yeah. Right. So um, so that that was a little bit of a pain point, but I'm going to try that now and see if that works out any better. But overall, not too many 
frustrations. Honestly, a lot of positivity, a lot of good things. And um, they always talk about, you know, we talk about the wife approval factor and it's huge in, in my family at least. My wife loves it. She uses them all the time. And her favorite thing is being able to control it from uh, from the bed. So when we get into bed, we can have left all the lights on and we have the Amazon Echo remote in our bed. So we don't have to yell. We can just click the remote and whisper, hey, turn off all the lights. And all the lights go off and it's a great way to, you know, peacefully turn off all the lights before we go to bed. Mark had just thrown in the, the chat room, and I hadn't seen this, uh, so I was saying, you know, it'd be nice if they had an extendable version. It looks like maybe they, the Hue Light Strip Plus is that um, shape and cut the strip in nearly any form and use the adhesive tape. No, maybe plus, plus, okay, blah, blah, blah. Extend, it says extend Philips Hue Light Strip Plus up to 10 meters by adding a one meter extension to cover larger surfaces. There's a plus now? Uh, yeah, let's 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 look that up. I was really that. shocked at all the different models of Hue lights they have now. I mean, they have a ton of new models. Well, you know, and this is an area when we think about. I don't see that on Amazon. Um, this is an area where there are a, there are a lot of competitors coming in now. We're not going to try and cover. There's lots of different ways. I shouldn't say lots. There are handfuls of ways to do this now with other technologies that are out there that are even interacting with the uh, with the echo and so and, and the, the crazy thing about the echo is that they just keep taking on everything uh, you know the different kind of lighting um, sources that are out there they just keep taking on more and more and more uh, pieces to it so it's one of those things you know we started with hue because that was one of the, the very early um, one of the early ones. Now there's a, a Samsung a Smart Things Hub, the Smart Things Outlet, Light uh, Lightify Smart Connected LED, um, and then there's a whole list of. Let me go out to the site here real quick. They've got a whole list of products. Well, these are a lot of. I'll throw this in, in the chat room as well. But the of course the Wemo from Belkin. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of those. Uh, quirky bulbs is another one that uh, is compatible now with uh, with the echo with the echo. So I haven't done any research. Let me see how this this fits. I haven't done any research on any of these, so I don't know. With the exception of the Hue, I haven't looked into any of these, but they do seem to be adding tons of stuff all the time. Have either one of you looked at any other system besides the Hue, uh, or I, besides the Philips lighting? I I don't remember which ones I looked at, but I did look at some others before I purchased this and. And this is the one that I, I wanted. The Hue was the one I wanted. I remember looking at the switches. I think, the, is it Wemo that has the switch, the wall yeah, switch that you can install? Mm -hmm. And that's what I was looking at when originally I found out that my you know overhead light is three light bulbs. I'm like, well, I could do that all just with a switch instead of doing a smart bulb. So that was a consideration. I went, I went with the bulb just because it was easier. Yeah, so let me uh, let me share my screen here for a second. And uh, you guys can take a look. This is straight from the Amazon Echo page. And so... You see the hue. There's the three pack that we were talking about that starts at 199. You can see, uh, you know, they have these these smart connected LED this these lights um, from um, from Lightify. They're not any cheaper. Those are 31 bucks. Mike, here's your Wemo switch yep. that you were talking about there. A uh, a Cree. I hadn't heard of that. Here's your hub. So that some Samsung Smart Things hub, 99 bucks. So, you know, not uh, not particularly cheap when we think about that. Um, here's uh, here is the Belkin Wemo uh, light switch uh, mic, kind of like what you have there with the, the tap. With the tap. That um, bloom looks interesting too. The 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 the, the, the hue you know, bloom because I'm stuck on the on the uh, Philips things. Mm -hmm. but that bloom 
looks interesting. Now, what's the bloom? I don't know. It just looks interesting. <laughs> it just looks interesting. Well, we'll do I don't it. even know how it gets its power. Because in any of the examples you see it in, it doesn't have a any kind of power cable. So I don't know if it's battery or if they're just hiding the power cable. One of the interesting things with Philips and with their bridge, 50 devices. It will control up to 50 devices um, on a single bridge. So once you get a bridge, you don't have to worry about, you know, here's a, uh, where the, there's a light strip start, uh, starters pack here. 100, 200 bucks, but you get two of the light packs, which I shouldn't do it that way, two of the light packs plus the bridge. And that's, the, that's kind of the key. Oops, sorry. The kind of the key, you got to get that bridge first, and then you can start ever adding everything to it. Here, we'll go back here and just see. My, if when we things. first got these, my wife, uh, two things. One, she didn't see why would we ever want color in the lights. And two, the, the, the light that we have downstairs, which was on one of those old manual timers, you remember those that you plug into the wall and you'd have to turn a dial on it to set it for the times? It, that thing worked, and she said, "I gotta have that light on when I come downstairs in the morning," because she wakes up so early, and she didn't want to trust this this stuff. And I said, "It'll work, trust me." So you know, turning that on and having it come on every morning for has been uh, you know no big deal. It works every time, and so she's accepted it. And then when she we come in there and start watching a movie, and I turn it on to that you know dimmed blue light. Uh, it doesn't have to be blue, but dim dim blue light. She sees the value in hey having these lights there. And especially lights so that we can dim, the color is still just like a neatness factor. And, and for me, down in our family room, we're watching TV, you got the two lights that are in the family room, and then in the kitchen, which is right off of that, we have two fluorescent lights, one over the kitchen sink, one main one over there. Those are ones I've not found a solution for. I'd like to have a wireless, because I'm, I'm hooked on Wi-Fi stuff in the house now. I'd like to have a wireless Wi-Fi replacement for those lights. And I don't think Philips makes anything, and I haven't found anything anywhere else. But a LED wireless thing that you know, maybe I, I got, of course I have to ballast out and maybe do a little bit of rewiring. But I want to use the basic setup. I want it to fit in that section. Yeah. See, I think if it were me, I've got one too. I've got that two, four foot. Is it four foot? Maybe two foot bulbs. That uh, you know, there's there's two of them up there, and it, it provides that that uh, lighting over the sink. I think I'd actually pull that down and retrofit it with can lights, the can hue lights, and then put two two up there. A little more expensive at like forty bucks, and probably another forty dollars for the the two cans. I got to go in there. So you're you know you're at a, you know at eighty bucks for the light, where a fluorescent light's probably going to be a forty forty five dollars for that space. But you're going to get a lot longer life out of it, and you're going to get control. And I think those two spots would do pretty well. These lights are pretty bright. I mean, the the hue lights, the lux, hue lights are pretty bright. Are. Yeah, they are. And and I guess I could do that, but I would need I would probably need to hire somebody to come. Yeah. Down. Well, yeah, because you got to run the wiring then back up. And right. yes, we yeah. have a four foot over the main area of the kitchen and a two foot over the sink, and I'd want to replace those because right now, you know, what we do is just turn those lights off. And when you turn on the blue, you know, low blue light while you're watching TV, it creates a real scene. And if we had those lights that can join in, it would really create a mood downstairs. And now one of the things we had not talked about is whenever you're setting up a scene, so let's say you set up one of the, the standard scenes that they have already built there, sunset or rainbow or something like that. What, what that scene is, and you can do a photo. You can have one of your own photos that you've added as a scene, and you just pick – you add whatever lights are going to be in the scene, and you pick where that light is – uh, placed in, in the, the photo. So I want the blue of this, I want the red of that, I want the green of this, whatever you want. And it, it makes those lights not all the same color. It creates a scene by having them 
different colors. Or you can have them all the same color if you want. But it would create a scene like that. Mike Weger, did you need to go need to go get something? No, I had to go let the, my, our guests into the house. So. Okay, very good. Uh, there had been a question in chat. Um, Chris had asked, can you link non-Hue Zigbee bulbs with the Hue Hub? And I think the answer to that is no. Um, but the, Mark chimed in and said the SmartThings Hub works with multiple formats, Z-Wave, Zigbee, and Wi-Fi. So that might be the solution. I don't... I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. This is, I mean, I am so limited in my knowledge of what works with what. I am not a home gadget, you know, or a home automation geek at this point, even though we call this show Home Gadget Geeks, more around phones, computers, those kinds of things. The home auto, the home automation stuff, very, I never got in on the Zigbee or the Z-Wave. That was, those were the early days of home automation. Nothing for me on that. And so this is all new, I mean, very, very new to me, so. One other thing you can—I'm I'm pretty much the same boat, Jim. One other thing I can't do on my Android—I don't know if y'all can do it on y'all's—is I can't change the lights when I'm outside of my Wi-Fi. So I can't change the lights from work to turn on a light because I have to be connected to my Wi-Fi with with the app. And you can't do it from the from their web browser either, from their website. Yeah, got to be on the local network. Yeah, is that to be able to pull that off? Can, well. I think the workaround is you can actually talk to your Echo through the app, or at least you can tell her thing, or you can like tap on certain things in the app, right? Even if you're beyond your Wi-Fi, I think is the way it works. I don't okay. know. I have to test that. I've always wondered. So in that case, you'd have to use the Echo as your conduit to the lights. Right, and I might be mistaken on that, but I thought for, there was some way to do it through the Echo app. Okay. Yeah, and so Ken asked, what what tech is the Hue using? Just Wi-Fi, and I I don't know. I think. I don't know. That's a good question because, you know, it. in my case, my Hue bridge or whatever is connected to a, um, a switch, which then is connected to my, you know, my main switch downstairs. And that thing, I don't know how it's communicating with the rest of... Rest of yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe somebody... I don't think he, each light bulb doesn't have an IP address. Maybe. Okay. Checking now. Do they not? I thought they, the, each I one of them they does do. Not. I'm I checking thought so now. Too. To see. Yeah. Do they each have a, their own... I think they do when they come in and it, it shows. Let me see. Yeah, sure. Because I don't think I don't think they're connecting wirelessly to the hub, so I think they'd have to, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd have yeah. to connect Wi Fi. That's how they get picked up and then you know, so basically when you get the kit, you turn on the switches, so you remove the lights, your old lights, put your new lights in, turn on the switch, come down and plug the the bridge in, install the app, and it works. I mean, it was the easiest thing. I had it running in five minutes. And um, there's no Mac says, uh, would you use a, a VPN to allow you control it from work? And yes, that does work. Back when I, I have a Raspberry Pi that acts as a VPN, and that, that does work. So you can kind of trick it. But yeah, you're right. I'm not seeing my lights on my yeah. Wi-Fi. I see, the, I see the, the bridge or the whatever it's called. What's that thing called? Yeah, yeah the, the bridge. The, the bridge. I see the bridge on my network, but I don't see any of the other lights. So Mark says it's Zigbee. Lights are Zigbee. How the Hue works. Yeah, if you go to here, I'll put this developers page out there for you guys. Again, I, I'm brand new to this, but we wanted to share just some, some of the cool technology. Since we were all using it, you know, it was one of those things we wanted to come at it. Um, oh, Mark had already thrown it in there. That's how I had gotten out there. <laughs> um, wow. Having a stellar night from that standpoint, but... Um, yeah, so this is the out, the lights, the output system. These smart bulbs contain three types of LEDs specifically chosen to produce a range of colors and intensities. These are yours. 
Uh, lights create a mesh network with each other, which enables each light to pass on messages to the next, extending the range and making everything more robust. Ah. They are connected to the bridge via an open standard protocol called Zigbee Light Link. If, uh, uh, if you'd like to start a project, blah, 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 blah. That's in there. So that's there probably go. why this thing, you know, it's not, have, it's not having to communicate all the way back downstairs. It it has help from the all the lights we have around. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thanks, Mark. That's good information. Yeah. The bridge is used to enable your smart bulbs to communicate with each other and with the portal via the internet. The main set of APIs for those offered by the bridge. These allow you to control all settings of your lights in your system. The APIs require direct access to your bridge so that uh, you only so that you'll only be able to access them when your app and bridge are on the same local network according to the developer API there. So interesting. Tons of apps on the on the phone too. I mean there's apps, they've got all kinds of apps that you can use to control the lights. So I think with that we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap up the discussion on on you know Philips Hue lighting. Tons of other things that go with it. Love to hear from you. You know, one of the things that and I'm not again, I'm kind of new to the whole home automation. If you're listening to this and you're a home automation guru and you want to come on and talk about it, uh, Mike and I, Mike Weger and I, love to have you on. So contact me, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. It's been a while since we've had any kind of new, you know, we've infused some new hosts onto here, and we'd like to do that uh, around the echo, around the lighting, around the smart things. Kevin Schoonover, of course, has been really good at that, of coming on the show and bringing all that cool stuff in. But now maybe it's time to get a few of you in here. So you've been thinking about it. If you here's how you know you should be on the show, right? If the, you were driving and the whole time we were talking, you were shouting at us <laughs> <All wrong. laughs> the right answers, right? That's how you know you should probably be on the podcast. And uh, and so uh, if you think so, and I will audition you. That's one of the things uh, we're going to do. We'd like to have a good mic and some of those things. But but uh, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, and we can, uh, we can uh, meet up and figure out what you want to talk about. I'd love to get some more. Since it is Home Gadget Geeks, I'd love to get some more information around that. So uh, do that today. All right, Mike Howard, you've got something special. I don't even know what it is. You don't even know what it is. Something so, new. You know, so I've been hooked on the Wi-Fi thing. You know, started with my uh, Fitbit scale that I, I got, and the whole, we all use that. And I have that hooked up to if this and that, and it's logging all the, the weights and everything into a spreadsheet. Then we got the Nest, loving the Nest. You know, I got that a few a couple years ago. Now the Hue Lights. So I'm just, where else can I put something for Wi-Fi? And the newest thing we got uh, is the Ring Doorbell. Have you all seen that? No. I've, I've seen it, yeah. If, if you want to, I, I can't show it to you because it's, on the, uh, you know, physically attached to the front of the house. But, Jim, if you want to go to ring.com, You'll see that. So we got ring uh, the ring doorbell last weekend. We in last weekend. We installed it last weekend. Um, I'll get there. You want me to show this? Yeah. Okay, hold on. You won't be showing my house, but I'll show that. What it is is a, is a Wi-Fi doorbell. It um, we got that's the silver one that you see in there. We got one that's like an antique brass or something. I think there's four or five different colors you can get. It can run off a battery. We're running it off a battery. The battery with normal use will last about a year, and then you have to recharge it. You have to take it off the stand there and recharge it. There's a base on the back side of that that physically connects to your house, and then that thing that you're seeing, um, it snaps in and then has security screws underneath it. So you would unscrew that and then snap it off and then go charge it after a year. Or if you already have a doorbell that is powered, you can plug it into that power, and then you won't have to take it off. The uh, It has you know an 
an HD camera. Now, HD depends on what kind of Wi-Fi signal it's getting. But it's, it's showing you the motion alert. It picks up motion. It's using infrared, so even at night, it can pick up heat signatures. In my case, one of the troubles I'm still fine-tuning is it's picking up the heat signatures of cars driving by the house. <laughs> so I, got, I get an alert on my phone. Every time there's motion, I get an alert on my phone. Oh, and I pull it up, and I can see the live video, and it's the mailman delivering mail at the, at the, at the edge of the driveway. Okay, so that's i got to pull it back a little bit from that. Um it all, you know, acts as the doorbell too, and we have the chime. You're showing the chime there too. We have two of those, one downstairs, one upstairs, and you can have them turned on to where all they do is when somebody rings the doorbell, they'll go off. Or we actually right now have them turned on if it pips up motion or somebody rings the doorbell, they go off, and they just make a little chime. And then you have that on your phone too. Both my wife and I have it on our phone, uh, the motion, so you can answer the call, you can talk to the person, and you can do that from anywhere. You don't have to be on your local network. I get the alerts even when I'm at, at, at work. Now, Mike, you're in a warm weather spot. Mark asks, how does the ring deal with cold weather? Uh, I imagine they've thought through this. Yeah, so, you know, as far as, like, battery life or something that he means? It no, is, I mean, it is like, the equipment. Rated. Yeah, I mean, the equipment being able to survive. You know, brass, a Nebraska winter, it's cold. And that, my, you know, my house faces south, but it still gets pretty cold. And so, you know, you get kind of, I, I imagine they've thought through this. Yeah, and it's it is outdoor rated, so it's you know going to get rained on and all that kind of stuff. How it would handle, you know, I'm here in Atlanta, so I don't know how it's going to handle your winter. Right, you'd you'd right. have to do that. If it does get stolen, because it's just two screws underneath there with a special screw head that I imagine someone could figure out how to take it off. They say if it gets stolen, they They'll will replace it, it for free. Yeah, it comes with 30 days of cloud reporting uh, recording. I opted for the $30 for the whole year, so you could, for $30 you have. Uh, you know, thirty dollars cloud reporting. I mean, uh, cloud reporting for the whole year. So we're doing that. So it actually records it to the cloud um, whenever it gets a video. So you can go back and look at it. And it's video. It's not pictures. It's not taking. It's it's pictures. video. It's video. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we've tried it with you know, ringing the doorbell when I was away and me talking to the person. And it's as long as you have a decent connection, it's fairly clear sound going back and forth. Not as much delay. Not as much as you think. The biggest delay for me is my phone is about almost four years old, and it's starting to get pretty slow. <laughs> so my wife's phone, who's very new, she can pull up the video much faster than I can. Um, but you know, once once you get it pulled up and you're, and you're interacting with it, it's pretty fast. Now here's a picture of a guy out there doing. He's snow blowing his yeah. uh, his, and then oh, here's a guy sneaking up. Yeah. <laughs> now to your right, you don't have to click on this, but you see that thing that says answers 142. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest, one of the things that a number of people ask for, and they say is on the top of their list is on-demand viewing. So right now, the only way to view video is that it initiates it. The doorbell is either wrong or it picks up motion, and it initiates the video. What a lot of what I want to do, of course, is I want to look at video right now, even though there's nothing going on. I want to be able to do that when I want to, and that's not an option right now. You can't, you can't do that yet. So not really a security camera setting as of now, just almost like a has to be used as a doorbell. No, no, so it still picks up. You can still have it picked up uh, motion and alert you. And it'll start recording once it picks right, up. Right, but you just can't tap in is what you're saying. You can't just say, hey, I just want to see what's out there right now. I hear a exactly. noise. Let me just look and see what's out there. So. You, I can't initiate the, the, the thing, right? I can't start it. And installations, I installed it into brick. So the, the hardest part of installing it into brick was drilling the four holes. And then, of course, I screwed up, and the bottom two holes don't match up with the top two. So <laughs> mine's only secured by the top two, but it's still very secured. Uh, the charger that they're showing you right there, that took uh, 
an hour or so for it to charge up. That what you're seeing there was they were hardwiring it. That what she just showed how it connected and you snapped it in was the other than the drilling the holes into the brick was the hardest part for me. It did not want to snap down, so I had to actually take it off the brick and do it several times in my hand to like loosen it up and then and then do that and install it. But once I got it snapped in, it was pretty good. These guys are out of LA. Yeah. Very cool. We'll have to get them on the. Oh, maybe I should contact them and. Yeah, so I actually, the when you look at the colors, it's in one order, and then when you go to order it, it's in a different order, and I actually ordered the wrong color, because I just knew it was number two, and I clicked on it too fast, and at, right after I paid and got the confirmations, when I saw, I got uh, polished brass instead of antique brass, and I ended up calling them up and telling them I need to change my order, and they did it you know, right then and there, changed it, and I got two days later, I got the antique brass, the one I had ordered, and the two chimes. That's very cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to the email and I'm just gonna leave that open, and uh, we'll send them an email right after the show's over, and I'll see if we can get a, get somebody on the show. That's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I can, real quick here, show you. I don't want to show you a video because nothing's going on. While you're doing that, Tony says operating temps 120 degrees Fahrenheit to negative five. So Mike Weger, we've got some colder mornings than negative five. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it would work out too well in the winter. Wow. Yeah. So that is the that is the the app when you're setting up the zones. So there's let me see like six or so zones, and you can turn a zone on and off, and you can set how far out it goes. It can it says five to thirty feet. Mine's for cars for that heat signature. It's going more than thirty feet. What I wish that one of the things I wish they would do is you can see right now it's all even on how the zone is. It's I, what I would like to be able to do is extend one zone further and another zone tighter and, and you know, maybe turn off uh, section two of zone five, those kind of things. So a little bit more fine-tuning in how the zones were looking. Because, you know, it's all in software. It's all – it's looking at everything and seeing everything. It's just filtering out what it doesn't want to use. So that's built into the Ring app itself or that's yeah. a whole different app? Okay. No, this is built into the Ring app, yeah. Okay. Cool. And if, if this thing ever worked really well, I could see myself putting one of these on the back door and uh, we had the back door and the basement door as not as doorbells, but as just you know security stuff. Yeah, especially if you could tap into it and tell it, hey, I want to look at the video. Exactly. But someone in the I, chat had a good point that would kind of kill the battery if you would, you know, I'm sure that that's one of their worries is that you're not going to get a year of life out of the battery. Ken yeah. asked the price, one ninety oh one ninety nine, just uh, if, for the audio listeners, if you're interested in retail is one ninety nine, and that's everything, right? Yeah, I don't think that includes the the chimes. And do you know how much? The, do you remember how much the chimes were? Uh, twenty nine something like that. I don't remember exactly. Let's go back here and see. Yeah, I think so, the chimes are thirty dollars. Yep, yeah, thirty dollars. Oh, very cool. And no, you know, yeah, you can get you can we have two chimes, one for upstairs, one for downstairs. I know now every time when my son gets home, he gets home from the school, you know, at a certain time of the day, uh, and I can, I, not that I need to do this, but I see, you know, him getting off the bus and him going into the house, and, oh, Chris, uh, Andrew's home. It's good. Little parenting things that make it a little bit better for you. I thought about playing a joke on my wife and bringing home, bringing home a, a female friend that's <laughs> walking out <laughs> the front door. <laughs> Just to see how quick it is before she contacts you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's mean. All right. Mike. I just sent off an email for a podcast interview. Let's see how that sweet. Awesome. Let's see how that goes. No, that's cool. I hadn't I hadn't heard, you know, we, we pay so much attention to Nest and 
the the echo and so many of these other things. This is kind of one that sneaks snuck up, kind of on the radar. Yeah, and they, so. they say no browser support, so I'm not sure what they mean by that. But I can, you know, I can get to the from the same site that you run, Jim. I can get to my account on there, and I can watch videos, the recorded videos, right from there. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. So I, I can I can see that. Interesting. I, it's I don't just think so I can communicate with the people from there. It's though. just so expensive to go with all the full home automation these days. You know, it can get pretty pricey. Well, you know, for me, I'm having to do it over time. I got the Nest that was two or three years ago. I think we got the 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 Fitbit Scale a year before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to space it out. Of course, I can't do that all at once. Right. No. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> you listen to this stuff. We always say this show costs you a lot of money. If you listen, you get you right, Mike. We, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We talked about this. How's, I said I might have to stop being your co-host because I've just spent too much it's money. Too much. How's your Pebble watch working out? I know you, you got it replaced because it awesome. wasn't. It was not uh, water as waterproof as they say it was. The true test will be after um, my this vacation because I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna just. It says it should be waterproof again. Yep. So I'm just gonna say hi. Hopefully, I got a bad one last time, and this is a good one. So. All right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens when you get back. You know, try if not, it's nine days to get it replaced, so not yeah, bad. Well, well, you have to tweet them is what you found out, yeah, right? Tweet them. You have to tweet them to get it done. And um, have you – so you you had thought maybe this watch would um, be kind of proof whether you wanted the Apple Watch or not. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I think the proof is that I love having a smartwatch. I'm not sure if the Apple Watch is what I need. This has been – really nice like almost just enough for me there's a few things that I've wanted here and there but honestly for $90 I, I don't know if I could justify myself paying 400 for an Apple watch so yes I do want the Apple watch it has proven to me that I can be a watch person uh, but but yeah I don't know I, I still do want the Apple watch but for the price I don't think I could justify it when this thing is so powerful and they've still got two other versions you know they've got the Pebble Steel and the Pebble Time which are kind of the higher end versions that I can kind of step up to and uh, yeah I, I like it though I'm definitely a smartwatch guy yeah I think that's a good that's a good uh, you went about it in a way I think that was smart in other words you went with an inexpensive because we all dropped watches right we we got right. cell phones and we were like oh who needs a watch anymore and most of us dropped watches and then now as the watches have been getting smarter we're all coming back to it and and so um, it, it's one of those things that I like the approach you took to it which is well let's go with this $90 watch and let's see how I use it it's fairly smart you get the notifications you get some of those things to it it's fairly hackable too. There's some things you can do on it if you wanted to do that. Oh yeah, and the um, app store that they added. If you haven't looked at the Pebble since, oh I don't even know this year when they released the app store, it's gotten a lot better with the apps you can put on it. Um, I find myself I kind of weird, but I use it in the shower to change the music on my phone <laughs> that's playing the music. So it's kind of nice. You have a little uh, waterproof remote in the shower, so not bad. <laughs> uh, Mark uh, had he had posted this on Facebook. That he, I think, because we were talking about it, he started looking at that, and then he he, he moved up to the Pebble. What's the next oh, step? Pebble up? He got the time. That's like the highest end. R- right, but he he did this in thought progression, right? Oh, really? So, yeah, he started with that one, and then the next one up. He's like, well, if I'm going to get this one, I might as well get the next right. one, and then I, I might as well get the next one. Well, shoot, if I'm spending that kind of money, why not get top of the line, right? And pretty soon you go from a $90 watch to 199 or in this case, is that 250 The uh, I think it's 250 The Yeah, the Pebble, what's time. the name of it? Time? Yeah. Yeah. 
and it's yeah. it's the only one that's color. So between the Pebble Steel and the Pebble Original, the screen is the exact same. They're not. They're both just black and white screens. Uh, but the Pebble Time is color, and it's got a whole different operating kind of system to it. It can have different set of apps that ours and the Pebble Steel can't. So. So Chris in chat says he upgraded to the Pebble Time. Uh, pretty good so far. Uh, had better results with the Android phone than iOS. And even though he is a self-proclaimed Apple fanboy, man, we're bringing some Apple fanboys over to the podcast. All right. I like it. Nicely done, Mike Weger. I know Mike Howard hates that. Arr. Oh, <laughs> he just he just dropped he just it. Shut up. He just shut off his video. Protest. <laughs> I'm out. I'm tapping out. Well, and Chris said, too, he had a good point. He's going to have to wait for the version 2 or 3 of the Apple Watch. I totally agree. I wouldn't spend that money on the first-gen Apple Watch, uh, but the second-gen, when they actually add in the certain things that I'm looking for, that's when I would start spending the money. And he's right. It might even be version 3 before they get around to some of the stuff I'm looking for. Okay. And some clarification from the chat. So the Pebble Time 200, uh, the Pebble Time Steel 250, I have not looked at any of those, to be honest with you, and um, so I'm a little out of the loop on that one. But uh, yeah, no, it's that. I paid 250. I have the Gar- I have the Garmin 220. It's a running watch, and uh, I paid 220. Well, maybe it's closer to 200 for that. And it's been a great little watch. It's actually a better wa- workout. It's the best workout watch I've ever had. And I don't use any. I, I I don't find myself wanting to get alerts from my phone. In fact, during the day, I shut all alerts on my phone off. And it, I, I have no idea. It, it, it. I get my notifications when I check it. That's just. I can do that. That works for me. Not everybody can do that, but that works for me. So I don't want to be constantly checking. I know you've talked about that. I don't want to be constantly checking my watch every time that thing buzzes. Yeah. Because you know? I would. I'm. I'm that way. I just like. Uh, I don't know. So for me, this Garmin 220, and it's funny, I, the 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 uh, the band is breaking on it. So I've had it a year and a half, maybe I bought it May of last year. The band is breaking. I'm like, oh great, that's going to be a hundred dollar band, you know? Because that's right. It's the it's the razor blades. Twenty four dollars, not bad. Twenty five bucks for a uh, for new bands, and it comes with a little tool that you would then you know use to get these screws out and then replace the band. So I'll wait for it to break before I order the band. At twenty five bucks, it's not going to be too bad. Of replacement. Can you get um, new bands for? You can put any band on that one. Yeah, right? it's a standard. Uh, is it 22, 32? What, what's the standard watch size? I don't know. Twenty-two millimeter, I think it is. Yeah. Um, but so I was mixing up the names. I didn't know that they actually have a Pebble Time Steel. I just mm-hmm. thought there was the Pebble Steel, and then so I was a little bit confused. So that's when uh, Chris was changing uh, or mm-hmm. correcting us on the price: two hundred dollars for just the Pebble okay. Time straight up. So. Yeah, well, it sounds like we got a couple guys out here that might need to be on the podcast here shortly to talk about their. Maybe we need to do a whole Pebble episode on wearables. Uh, yeah, yeah, on the watches. I think Mark needs to be on. He's got some new w- phone called a BlackBerry. <laughs> Whoa, what, is that? That's a new cutting edge type phone. I think it's the next uh, thing. Yeah, the next, the next they greatest. They're taking thing. on Apple. They're like, they're like the black, <laughs> you know, the BlackBerry version. You know, we're Apple. We're BlackBerry. <laughs> it's uh. Well, Mark, it sounds like maybe you should check in with us. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. 
if you want to be on the podcast. Uh, we'll take some. We get some slots open. We're scheduled through October, I think, uh, or November. But it would be good to schedule some during Christmas. We always try to do kind of a gadget show as we lead up to Christmas. Mike Howard, you have been on that show several times as we think about getting ready for Christmas. And so maybe we'll start lining up those shows here. If you're listening to this and you want to get in on our Christmas gadget. We'll just line them up until Christmas gets here. Send me an email, Jim at the average guy. TV. Mike Weger, anything else before I kind of bring this in for a landing? No, I think I know you got to go. Mike Howard, anything from you before any last words? No, Tim and I would love to come. Tim, my co-host, would love to come back on and do another yeah. photography okay. Christmas wish list. That's good. Start working on it. Get with Tim, and we'll do a photography, and maybe we should do a wearables one, and maybe a phone one. And maybe like a, a tablet one or a tablet slash laptop or something along those lines. Maybe we'll get four themed episodes in there that we'll do mid-November through mid-December. I think we had, uh, Tim and I had a couple of great ones. Uh, we had several of them. I ended up buying two of the ones on our list. Yeah. No, that was good. In fact, if you haven't, if you haven't heard it, you can go back and hear that. Mike and Tim did a great job of kind of listing out some Christmas lift stuff that they would uh, that they either they wanted or was a good deal. There was some really good. Now that I think back on that, there was some really good stuff yep. in those in those lists. So, if you want to join us, we'll we'll kind of call it the Christmas bonanza. And if you want to start, and now is the great time to start thinking about that. I know it just feels like school started, and I know it's only the first of September, but this might be the most planning I've ever done ever on this podcast. Uh, we'll stretch it out as long as we can get to it, and I'd love to get some of you listeners involved in the Christmas Bonanza. Send me an email, Jim at the TV. We'll get you. Uh, we'll get you auditioned, and it's not a big deal. I just, I just want to make sure you're real, not a robot. <laughs> from that standpoint, and, I had uh, to try out seven times before Jim would let me. Come I know. I kept saying no, and he kept saying, "But I have to be on." I'll the get show. better. <laughs> I'll get better. Okay, uh, let's bring this thing in for a landing. I'll do it as quickly as I not. We just want to remind you and say thanks for using the AverageGuy.tv Tech Scholarship Fund. In fact, we just purchased an Elite Motion controller, which had been a big deal when they first came out, and then there was kind of a lull in them. And so David contacted me, and he said, hey, I'd be interested in taking a look at that. He's been posting some early things out at our Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook.com slash groups slash the average guy TV. That would be our site, or there's links to it everywhere on the page. If you want to head out to the average guy.tv, just look for the Facebook link. That's probably the easiest way to get there. It's closed group, so uh, ask to be let in. I'll let you in, but that's really where all the communication goes on around the podcast. And uh, so David will be testing that out over the next couple of weeks. If you are interested in doing a uh, testing out some kind of equipment, we, like, we try to keep it around 100 bucks. And uh, when the budget's there, let me know. Uh, well, when you're ready, let me know. I'll ship it to you. You test it. You write it up. Come on the show. Talk about it. And then you get to keep it. Pretty cool way of uh, being able to keep some gadgets, especially if the family budget is tight. We only get to do that because you shop through Amazon and use the Amazon affiliate link when you do that. The average guy.tv slash Amazon. Set it as a bookmark because I always forget. And then I'm like, I got to cancel it and go back and find the links again and go do it. And so if... Uh, uh, if you guys want to, in fact, Mike, both Mike and Mike, you guys should have seen some uh, ATR 2100s show up on your oh, on your Amazon list. So, I think I did see that. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to split those. I bought a bunch, and I tried to split those between you, I think. Um, so we had a bunch of equipment going out. And, of course, I can't use my own, I can't use my own link. And so I, use, uh, I try to spread that around as much as I can uh, when we're doing it. So... We appreciate you doing that for it. I, I put a brand new edition of the newsletter out, and if you're not subscribed to the newsletter yet, super easy, theaverageguy.tv slash subscribe. No, 
slash newsletter. That'll get you what I wrote. Uh, if you want to get subscribed to it, the subscribe link is on the right-hand side. It just says subscribe to our newsletter. Put your email address in there. I won't spam you. In fact, I'll barely send you any email, as you've known through the summer. I've only gotten one or two of those out. So head over there, get subscribed to the newsletter, some good stuff. We highlighted the changes we're making to Home Tech Tips. And so if you haven't, I mentioned this in the front of the show, but we're making big changes to Home Tech Tips. I'm going to actually be pulling from Mike Wieger's show a little bit more often. Mike Howard, this is something I should probably do for you too, is pull when you have some consolidated tips, some really good stuff from your show. You should let me know, and then I should pull that over and put it in Home Tech Tips and feed it out to that network that way, a chance for you to get some cross-promotion. If you're a podcaster, Chris Harwell's out there. If you're a podcaster and you want to contribute to Home Tech Tips, that might be a great way. If you got a little segment, we'll throw it in and it'll go out to our audience. We have just a couple hundred subscribed to that. I'm going to try and grow it here. And we got a lot of great material, including we have a new one I'll be putting out this weekend called the Silicon Prairie News Minute. We had Ryan on from the Silicon Prairie News oh, a couple months ago talking about what's going on there. We have some cool stuff going on around news here in the heartland. But it's cool stuff for anybody, so you don't have to be in here in the middle of the United States to listen to it. Ryan and I are sitting down, and in three minutes, we are recording three news stories that have that will kind of give you a highlight of what's out there at Silicon Prairie News. We're hoping you'll click back on the links in the show notes and read the news. And that, uh, so we're trying that new format out. I'd love your feedback on it. I kind of sound cheesy on the first one. I'm not gonna lie. The one that's coming out this weekend, I a little over, to, a little too overproduced. And so I'm a little, so <laughs> when you listen to it, yeah, I'm a little overproduced on that one. But we are trying that new format out, and I'd like your feedback. So if you would go out to Home Tech Tips, it's coming out this weekend. I thought I might get it out tonight. It'll probably be tomorrow night. Subscribe to the Home Tech Tips feed or just grab that episode. I think it'll be episode 22 that is out there, and listen to it and give me some feedback. It would be great if you would do that as well. The Home Server Show Meetup is coming up this next weekend, I want to say it is. The 11th and 12th, we'll be flying out to Indianapolis to be with Dave. And so if you are, it's still not too late, but it's getting there. So pretty soon you won't be able to do this. Uh, I mean, if, if you got to fly, I mean, if you drive, you're okay. But if you got to fly, you got some stuff to do. But head out to the show notes. There'll be a link to the meetup if you want to get some information about it. 25 bucks, I think, 25, 30 bucks to get in. And we are at the Microsoft headquarters this time. So it's going to be really cool to be on the Microsoft campus. We are in their headquarters, not in Redmond, in Indianapolis. So it's the headquarters of the city. There's not Microsoft headquarters. But uh, big building, lots of great tech, and uh, they're going to support us really well. So that will be the meetup that is coming up as well. Uh, don't forget, you can send me messages through talk.to. So head out to theaverageguy.tv, look for the red link in the bottom, click it, open it up, send me a message. Don't do it all at once. <laughs> I'm trying to end the show, and I won't be able to answer you right now. But if you're listening to the recorded version, the other night, uh, Mike Howard, I had someone uh, ping me looking for, I'd done a review on that HP Stream 14, that laptop. They had some questions for me. Someone who didn't know the show, it just was coming in off Google on that, and had some questions, and I just happened to be there, and I was able to answer them. So it's a pretty cool service. You might want to think about that over at JPEG. To yeah, run. no, I like that. You know, uh, I saw somebody pinged you at the beginning of the show and, and uh, had a question there for you, or, yeah. or 57. I think question. something like, is is that Mike Howard guy? Is, isn't he great? Something like that, yeah. What was <laughs> That's what awesome looks like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, Ken had asked about Cyber Frontiers. I do have an episode of Cyber Frontiers. I'm just waiting for the boy wonder to come up with the show notes. So we recorded that on Monday. <laughs> uh, we recorded it on a Monday. 
and I keep pestering them, and they just started school this this week, and they're in syllabus hell. Mike Weger, you you know what that's like. Oh yeah, right? yeah, I went through that last week. <laughs> yeah, he's in syllabus hell. So they are they're trying to just kind of get out of get out of that and get through some things. And so uh, Cyber Frontiers will come out this weekend, probably really close to this episode. And if you haven't come back to Cyber Frontiers, we talked about the, is it Ashley Madison? Was that the breach? Yeah. Yeah, the very high profile uh, breach that's out there. They, the guys talk a little bit about that. And uh, so we kind of cover that on the latest episode of Cyber Frontiers. If you haven't uh, registered or if you haven't subscribed to that, you want to do it as well. Last reminder, Saturday mornings, 8 p.m., no, 9.30 a.m. Central. 10:30 a.m. Eastern. Ask the podcast coach Dave Jackson and I. We're now doing it on Blab, which is kind of interesting. If you haven't checked out Blab.im yet, a very interesting. Mike Howard, you've you've been checking this out mm-hmm. over the last couple of days. Just like Google Hangouts, but completely different. It's a four squares like the Brady Bunch, and you can invite people in very very easy. If you're it's a four watcher, the max. four's the max. Yeah, four people in a square. And uh, if, like, so say we were doing this right now, Blab, B-L-A-B dot I-M, for those who are listening to the audio. Um, if the four, the three of us here, there would there would be three windows with us in it, and then there would be an open space. And I could choose to either let somebody just jump in and ask questions, or I can lock the space down. And uh, so if you're doing a call-in show, and we will probably do a Home Gadget Geeks some night, where we get a bunch, it'll be Mike and I, and we'll just probably take questions, and people can join us, and it'll be open format. Maybe we'll try and do that once a quarter or something like that, where we just have kind of an open, an open show. I almost said open mic night, but you already got that locked in. <laughs> Dang got it! it. Down. Took that. Dang you, Uyghur. I know it's in the early stages, early stages of blind. It is. The video quality isn't quite there yet. No, it's not great. And but you know it was really cool. Uh, the other night I was watching one and they had problems and the CTO showed up in a window wow. and was like, "Hey, I'm here to help you." And he was doing things right there to get their video restarted and helping them get it reset. So I thought that was pretty cool that they are really paying attention to what's going on. The content is just horrible right now, so you have to be very selective about what you pick. It's not good stuff like this. It's a little sketchy. And so, uh, but it's interesting. Uh, we'll probably, like I said, I, I think it's going to catch on uh, pretty quick. But um, you know, that was we'll, a good customer service experience. I have a bad one at in the post show. Okay, save that for the post show. We are live each Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. We got to get Mike out of here too. 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out at theaverageguy.tv/live. And with that, we'll say good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>